Hey guys, the win, win, win thousand dollar year end challenge starts on November 22nd. And even though you can register on into December, the earlier you sign up, the earlier you get access to the pre-work that's going to make your earning potential higher and your path a lot easier. So why not head over to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash challenge and sign up today. Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome to sort of an unusual episode of Mini Mentoring. Um, I'm here today with my friend, Dreema Spence. Um, She's been a student of mine for most of this year, right, Dreema? Yes. Yeah, and and it's been really fun to sort of work with her as her business has sort of really gotten off the ground. And um, earlier in the fall, I was talking to her and she told me about a, a... no school portrait, unschool portrait uh, concept that she was getting ready to embark on. And I told her to keep me posted on how it was going. And so today, instead of our normal um, mini mentoring episode, I wanted to bring her on. And I don't know the answers to all of these questions yet. This is truly just a live conversation that she and I are having about how that process went for her. So, um, so, Dreema, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you here. Why don't you take a minute and just introduce yourself, tell us who you are, where you are, and, uh, and a little bit about this concept for unschooled portraits. Sure. I am a Dreema Spence. I am a documentary family photographer in Newport News, Virginia. Um, I have been in business for three years, though I have been a photographer for many more than that. But just in the last really um, one to two years, I've really tried to knuckle down and concentrate on the business side of um, owning a photography business because I realized it's, it's a lot more. There's a lot more that goes into it than a pretty website with pretty images. Totally. And so tell us a little bit about the unschooled portrait concept like what, where you were coming from, what you were hoping to achieve, and then like how you set it up and how you did it. Because on, so when this airs, I will have just aired another conversation with a series of photographers who were doing other, um, you know, executing other sort of pandemic related ideas in their businesses. And one of those was a school portrait alternative idea, but that was Posey Quarterman, who has, you know, been in business for a long, long time, has a giant roster of clients and a huge email list. And I know your situation is a little bit different. Um, So tell us a little bit about that. So yeah, I created the Unschooled Portraits actually as a part of the Revenue on Repeat um, class that you taught. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was really just finishing that up when the pandemic hit. And it was really just very obvious that our kids would not be going back to school anytime soon. And so, um, though it was created with the membership in mind, I thought what better time 
to launch it now um, in a time where it may like our kids wouldn't even get an option of having the school pictures this year. Right. Um, and so I decided to go ahead and launch it outside of the membership to, um, you know, just to help serve families right now who might be missing out. And, um, but it really made out for some really authentic portraits. Yeah, sure. And so, um, so what was, kind of the pitch when you were sending that out to people and how did you send, like, how did you get the word out? What were your marketing strategies? So my pitch really was just geared around, um, just keeping it simple, gearing it around the pandemic and them missing out on this year's photographs, um, and me providing a safe way for them to come, um, more boutique small batched style and have mm -hmm. their pictures taken. Um, and so this really was the first time that I launched anything via um, an email that went out, um, running Facebook ads, and then also talking about it constantly on, on Facebook, on my Facebook business page and um, social media. I think um, in the past when I've launched things, I've maybe just mentioned them one time yeah. um, because I think that we we get so fearful of people seeing our message all the time that we don't wind up sharing it. But just through some courses, um, I've learned that really you need to be talking about it all the time and mm -hmm. everywhere mm -hmm. because people aren't really paying that much attention to you. Yeah, totally. It's such a, that's such a valuable thing. And you know, it's funny as the mom of a teenager, one of the things that I am observing in him all the time is this like sense that everyone is watching him. And what's funny is that even though we grow out of that as adults, I think that when we start, you know, running a business again, we go right back into that sen sense of like, everyone's watching, what will they think if I say something too many times and that sort of thing. And when really the much bigger risk than people being annoyed and put off is that they end up just never hearing your message or hearing it and then forgetting about it, even if they intended to like sign up for it. So that's, yeah, that's a super important, um, lesson and, and thing. And so I'm really glad which of those strategies ended up being most effective for you. Um, did you have any success with your Facebook ads? So I did. So I also initially, something I forgot to add is I did a model call. Um, at first I just reached out some, to some close friends who had, um, elementary aged children. And, um, as a part of it, I said, you know, if you will help, help me with this, um, I'll gift you a couple of digitals, mm -hmm. but I'm also asking for you to share your testimony, like what it was, what it was like working with me, um, on your social media and sharing a couple of the pictures, um, as a way to also get the word out there. Great. So I actually, between the three, between marketing on Facebook via email and the, um, the model calls, I had someone book from, from all of those sources. Oh, um, there was one in particular who had seen the model, uh, seen one of the models post, um, on their Instagram and they booked me from there. Um, again, someone else in the, in my general area saw the Facebook ad and, and booked. Um, and then of course just some close family friends, um, that also booked. Sure. So really all three avenues were beneficial. That's great. 
Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit more specifically about how you um, set up the pricing for these. Was it an all-inclusive thing or how did you structure pricing? So the way that I started with my pricing was that I already knew what my cost of doing business was yep. through doing the simple sales blueprint and some other um, courses that have really helped me to figure that out. Yep. So I knew from the get go, I needed to earn if I thought about a day, if it's taking up a day of my time, I need to earn at least $1,200 in that day. Um, that was like bare minimum. Yep. However, by the time you add in a little bit of padding or whatever, I set it to, um, about $1,500 a day. Um, and so I offered two days. I offered a Saturday on one weekend and then a Sunday on the following weekend, just to kind of add, um, offer some flexibility for some families who maybe do certain activities on one day and not so much the other. Sure. Um, so my goal was to book 20, 20 appointments. So um, and each day. yes, 10 each day. That's correct. And, um, the session fee was $55. Mm -hmm. Um, for that, they would have a 15 minute session and, um, then they were promised three poses, um, in a gallery that they could view. And from there they could choose a collection. Um, yeah. So sort of a simple sales kind of structure in terms of session fee plus, um, plus collections. Yes, exactly. Um, something I did also offer was for families who had multiple children, mm -hmm. um, they could they would have twenty dollars off of their session fee. So instead of it being um, fifty five dollars, it would be thirty five dollars for any additional child. But because they were booking a time slot, like I still needed to charge something for that um, sitting fee. Yep. So. I wound up, um, I wound up booking eight, um, appointments, okay. which, um, ultimately was not my, you know, I didn't reach my goal. Mm -hmm. Um, but I booked eight appointments. Mm -hmm. Um, some of them, what was it? Three of those included, um, sibling appointments. Yep. So some of them were just one-off kids. Others were, um, siblings. Um, most of them went for my bottom collection, which was, mm -hmm. I called it the classic. Mm -hmm. And really just when you think about what's included with like school portraits, like eight by tens, um, five by sevens and wallets, yep. um, were in classics. So just going by the simple sales blueprint, I wanted to offer two other collections that really didn't cost me any money, yep. but would also add value to them on the back end. So the second package was called the modern and it was everything from the classic package plus two digitals. Um, and then the final package was everything from the classic and then all of the digitals from the, um, from the portrait session, which on average, I would say each child wound up getting like, I don't know, five to seven images that the parent could view in the gallery. Yeah. Um, you know, it just really ranges depending on how comfortable the child is with having their pictures taken. Um, so you're saying most people ended up booking the classic, but I'm assuming that since you were sort of taking a simple sales approach, you made it so that if you're 
overall goal, you know, if you had filled your spots, so you would have had 20 spots um, and the overall goal was to make 1500 per day. So let me do some quick math in my head. That would be 75, you needed to make $75 per client. If you had filled your spots, that would have been your break even number. Is that correct? So the classic portraits, um, the collection was a hundred, a hundred dollars. Okay. So I was calling it 155 would have been my break even. If I added in the, um, session fee plus the lowest collection fee was $155. Okay, great. So you ended up with eight people and $155. You ended up making over a thousand dollars, which, you know, maybe not, wasn't quite your total goal, but it, you ended up making some good money and obviously first run out. There's always that learning curve. And if you right. booked all of your slots, that would have been a very profitable endeavor. Is that, Yeah. I mean, I think that sometimes when, like for me, for instance, I had never launched something from beginning to end where I was marketing in all the areas that I could. Um, And so I really, even though I didn't reach my target, Mm -hmm. I really looked at it as I had done what I set out to do, which was to launch something from beginning to end. And to book appointments, which I did. Yeah. Um, so, and I learned, I have, now I have measurable data. Yeah. Um, I learned some lessons throughout, um, the process or whatever. And so I'm, you know, choosing to look at it as, you know, it, it was great. And, and you should choose to look at it that way, because even if you hadn't booked any sessions, which I can understand, obviously that would have been a disappointment. I think it's so important to take these kinds of things. Like I feel like what we end up doing is we compare ourselves and where we are to where somebody else is who's been in business for a long time. And this is part of the reason that I really wanted to bring you on for this particular slot to talk after talking to these four women who've been in business each for like a dozen years. And because it's different. I mean, when you have worked with a whole bunch of clients, And I know that you're relatively new in your area on top of being relatively new in business. So like all those different things are, you know, it makes it, um, it just sort of like you can't compare apples to oranges in that way. So, um, so I think it's really valuable. I also think that you're absolutely right. Launching is like its own special (laughs) series of lessons to learn. And it's not just even like, I mean, there's like the logistical lessons of like, how do I send out emails to all these people? Or how do I um, even start an email list? Or, you know, when, how do I deal with booking appointment software? What do I do if somebody shows up late for their appointment? Like there's all these different kinds of policies and things that can just be their own barrier. And then there's like, on top of that, there's the mindset barriers of just like, I'm bothering people with all these, um, social media posts or all these emails and things like that. So you, you know, just getting through that process for the first time is such a thing. And so, yeah, kudos to you for that. And then you had like eight successful sessions, um, which turned out to, you know, bring in that revenue, which is fantastic. And now you have sort of a model so that the next time you do this, it'll be that much easier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I definitely want to talk about the next time and the, the plans for the future. So do you feel like the unschooled portraits are something that you want to keep doing in the future? 
I do. So I, what I have planned is that I'm actually going to launch them one more time in the spring because obviously we all are still in the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and then after that, they will only be available as part of my membership. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, I definitely learned some lessons, for instance, um, I'm thinking that I need to work on my wording when it comes to appointments booked around siblings. So like, for instance, for the session fee, the parents paid per child, mm -hmm. but I found that they almost wanted to try to only purchase one collection for like, for instance, if I had two children, they would yeah. want to purchase only one collection and, and kind of like, for instance, yeah. the first collection included two eight by tens, four five by sevens and two sheets of wallets. Right. And so really, when you think about it, you could make that stretch between two kids. Sure. But obviously from a money-making standpoint or for profit profitability that really eats into being able to earn a profit. Yep. And so, um, just really making sure that the families understand that they will need to purchase a collection per, um, per child. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the only other, like, um, the only other little issue that I ran into was the, for the, I offered a coupon for the $20 off for the second child. Mm -hmm. And I found that one of the families wound up using that for both of their kids. Oh. So, you know, you just learn these little things along yeah. the way. Um, not to mention just a few little hiccups on the back end of things. Um, and so again, like overall it was good. You know, I definitely had my moments of, you know, a learning curve because again, it was my first time um, watching yeah. and seeing something all the way through to the end. Um, that's awesome. So a couple of things just from my own perspective, as I'm listening to the way that you broke this down, I'm curious whether it would make sense to, in the future, consider doing um, a bottom package that didn't include any physical I mean, I know that what you were going for with the with the name, the classic, obviously, like we're all used to five by sevens and eight by tens and all that sort of stuff. But I wonder if you were to make it just like if you do the lowest package, it's like, you know, two or three digital files. And then what you end up doing is adding like enticing people to move toward the higher tiers by adding these like physical things. And that sort of makes your your cost of goods lower unless they're spending more so that would be one thing that i mean again you wouldn't have to do it that way by any stretch but it might be something to consider when you look at your numbers um and then oh and the other thing i was going to say with siblings is that you could actually to reduce confusion and the um whole like needing a coupon and having to argue with people about collections you could bump your you could make it so that it's like if they're booking a spot for one child, it's this price. If it's so like your session fee would, um, would change and they wouldn't buy three different things. Um, let's say they have three kids instead of it being like 55 plus 35 plus 35, you would make that just a single number. Um, and then they would get 
access to the collections um, and maybe the collections would be the same, but maybe if your collections were structured such that um, it would be really hard to do, if you had three kids being photographed, it would be really hard to buy anything other than like your top package, basically. Right, right. Just, you know, I'm just sort of talking these ideas out for consideration. I think the way you set it up right out of the gate is great. I almost always have found when I've launched something like this, that in subsequent iterations, I end up like shifting around the stuff a little bit. And that's certainly true. You were saying that this whole concept came to you with revenue on repeat. That was actually when I launched revenue on repeat, it was kind of the first true launch that I ever did the way that um, you're talking about. Um, not the course revenue on repeat, but when I started my portrait membership for my for my photography clients. Um, and I definitely like the first year to the second year was a big, uh, there were lots of little adjustments and changes made. So yeah, I mean, I think that that's the beautiful thing here is that it's like done is better than perfect, right? Like if you yes. had stressed about like, am I going to do it this way, this way, this way, so much so that you didn't launch it during that fall season, which was like just the right time to do it. Um, you would still be sitting here wondering. <laughs> and now you have, like you said, hard data to go back and look at. And then every time in the future, I have no doubt it will just get better and better. Yeah, I totally agree. In the past, I definitely would have gotten overwhelmed and probably not have launched. But yeah. like you said, done is better than perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here and share. I know that like sometimes it's, you know, it feels a little bit like opening your underwear drawer or something like, here, let me show you all of this. But like, I, it is so valuable to hear from people in all different like places in their journey and everything else and real results. I think that that's so, so helpful. So, um, you can give yourself a pat on the back for your mitzvah of the day. And, um, and I hope that you have a wonderful day and continued success in all things. I love watching everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad I was able to share. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.